Welcome to the Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast, a podcast created to inform patients, families, and caregivers about important health transformation topics. Since the 2001 Crossing the Quality Chasm Report by the Institute of Medicine, our nation's healthcare system has recognized its need to improve quality of care by way of six important aims that make healthcare safe, efficient, effective, patient-centered, timely, and equitable. But we cannot hope to cross this chasm and achieve these aims until we make fundamental changes to the whole healthcare system. All levels of this work require dramatic improvements from the patient's experience. So this podcast is dedicated to you, the voices most underutilized resource in healthcare, our patients' voices. Welcome, and we hope you enjoy the Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Natasha Washington, president and founder of ATW Health Solutions and sponsor for the Patient Partner Innovation Community. Follow the PPIC community online at atwhealth.com. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to our Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast, PPIC. And I am your host, Desiree Collins-Bradley, and we are really excited to have a conversation with our special guest. We are going to be talking with Rosie Bartell, all things measurement and the patient experience. So welcome, Rosie. Good to be with you tonight. <laughs> Great. So I know Rosie uh, pretty well. Rosie has, I, I'm telling you, Rosie is immersed in all things healthcare quality improvements, all that nationally, locally, and everything in between. So Rosie, why don't you go ahead and introduce our listeners? Because I know you, but some of our listeners may not. Well, my name is Rosie Bartell, and I am originally an educator by trade. I was a principal and a director of education for lots of years. And about 11 years ago, I had a knee replacement that developed into a healthcare acquired MRSA staph infection. And that infection led me to a new world and that was the world of sharing my story and making sure that this doesn't happen to other people. And that's what I've been doing the last 11 years. And basically I have had 55 surgeries over 200 hospitalizations. I've had um, gone septic 12. I've had a total leg amputation, a hip amputation, and part of my pelvic bone amputated. And so basically, um, my life was turned upside down, and I decided to turn it right side up again by sharing my story and, and making sure that um, healthcare professionals and other patients know that there's other ways of you know, there's other things you can do to make sure that this doesn't happen to themselves or to others. You know, Rosie, and that's really refreshing. You know, I, I was thinking about you as I, I fell in an airport not that long ago and, and I'm going to have to have a, a knee replacement. And I was and sitting in that doctor's office and I was so frustrated and angry and upset. And so when I left there, I was thinking about you and I was like, now Desiree, all that Rosie has been going through and she has such a positive light about herself. You need to stop with all this <laughs> grouching around and, and kind of get with the program. So I would say, you know, very inspiring that you put 
a situation that could have really left you very bitter and you turned it into something that you could be really proactive and not just for you, but for our entire nation. So I, you know, really commend you on that. So, you know, I really want to focus on quality measurement work because I know that you've done a lot in that quality measurement space. And a lot of times I think patients aren't real clear on what it is that they need to be doing or what are the opportunities that they can do. So I have a few kind of couple, I guess this is a two-pronged question. So the one part is, did you find it a bit intimidating when you started doing this measurement work? And also, and, and why did you get, you know, feel the need to kind of jump in and get involved with quality measurement? Well, first of all, I, I didn't, I guess I did find it intimidating because I kept hearing all these numbers. I'd go to meetings with the Department of Health and they'd talk about, oh, we, our numbers are good. Our percentages are good. But those numbers, when I'd say, well, what does that number mean? No one could give me a straight answer. And so, you know, from the beginning, very early on, I would hear numbers. And, and yet nobody could tell me how that number really helped a patient and how that was related to patients. It was more about how that made them feel better about themselves or not so good about themselves. And so I started asking more and more questions about, when is when what are we going to do to make these numbers relevant and how are we going to help patients be part of the conversation about numbers and measurements because you know you can measure to death the world but if you don't have any reason for measuring or you don't make use those numbers to any way of improving the outcomes for patients then those numbers mean nothing and you know I, I think many patients don't realize how many numbers hospitals look at in a week. You know, they get age cap numbers, but most patients don't understand that these hospitals are looking at numbers and, and you become like one of those numbers in, as part of those numbers. You know, when they say, oh, we have a 5% infection rate, you know, I didn't realize that I was probably 0.0001 of that 5%. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't I had no clue that five percent meant like over a thousand infections. Yeah, you know, I didn't. That didn't register with me until I started asking questions about those numbers. So I think, you know, when I when people say said let's start connecting, you know, measurement to patient related outcomes, that's when I said I want to be part of the conversation. I want to be part of this. I think you know the other part to that is you know, hospitals are rated, you know, like, and I know most people have seen was it the U.S. World News report where the rating comes out and everybody's looking at where their numbers are going to fall, right? But then I think, you know, that is peer rated. So where are the patients in that, which, you know, you know, no disrespect to their rating system is well respected. However, we as patients, we are the ones that are utilizing these hospital systems. We're the ones that are going to the doctors, we're having surgeries, whether it's elective or non-elective. And so what better way to kind of come up with these systems of rating the hospitals and looking at the sepsis rates or whatever that they're trying to measure, how can you do that without considering the patient voice? It sounds second nature to us, 
because we're you know pretty savvy patient advocates you know and then i think about not that long ago you know patients weren't involved in the measurement space you know physicians hospital leads scientists researchers they were making the decisions and they weren't including us in the conversation so you know i think that we're headed in a very good direction so Rosie, so I know that you served on many different uh, technical expert panels and work groups. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Well, I can tell you that some of them have been very good and some of them have been very challenging. I, I'm the kind of person that, that doesn't give up. So, I, you know, the challenging ones are still challenging me, but I won't give up. The very good ones are open to the patient voice and hear the patient voice. The challenging ones are the ones where you have 50 people on a call. They are all high-ranking medical professionals and one patient voice. And when that patient speaks, they all, they just all go on with their own conversations and they don't hear you. And you have to like keep going back and going back. And it's, it's hard for them to hear. And also sometimes you ask a question and you're like, they're like, why would you ask that question that isn't we don't we aren't even concerned about that you know and yet that's what the patient is concerned about that's the patient's outcome you know yeah and, and i think that's important point that you're making because i have found myself in that situation as well and what advice i would say to those that are listening that are our patients that are listening and also our measure developers we have listeners from all walks of healthcare is to really take that feedback and know that, you know, engage those patients. It's one thing to kind of bring the patients into the work um, just for a check the box. But for us as patients, I don't think that really does the work that much justice. So, you know, when you consider engaging patients, you know, you want it to be meaningful, not just for the researchers, but the patients, patients as well. So I think you brought up a really good point. And so in the, in the difficult situations, so in those difficult situations, how did you handle it? Did you speak up? Did you go quiet? Um, how did you handle those difficult situations? I've done it several ways. I, I usually try speaking up first. And if I'm not heard, then I wait. I often send an email to the organizer and say, you know, this isn't working for me. Um, this is how I feel in this situation. Could we, you know, revisit my role in this on this committee or on this work group or on this technical? You know, if I'm a technical expert and I'm a technical expert on this panel as a patient, then my voice should be heard just like every other voice is heard. Mm -hmm. and when you decide to go off, deciding that the way you've always done it and you have all the answers is the only way to do it, then why would you bring a patient to the table? Because uh, you've already decided that mm -hmm. a new a new voice isn't important. Yeah, yeah, that, that that is so true. You know, the other piece to this, I think, too, is be prepared. You know, I know before I've participated in a TEP, you know, we call them TEPs for our listeners that don't know what TEP is a technical expert panel, or you could be involved in a work group or even a focus group. But doing that pre-work, you know, um, for those, I would say, MDCs, measure developers that hadn't sent me any pre-work, I requested as a patient, like, hey, is there anything that I should read? 
before I join the conversation? Is there any, you know, data you want me to review? What I've learned through the years is to really lean on that pre-work. Have you um, had that experience, Rosie? I agree 100%. Pre-work is important. You know, when they send you those things, you look at it, you know, review it, ask questions about it ahead of time, because sometimes that pre-work is very technical and you may not understand it. So you might, you know, you might find a, you know, a, a friend in the health professional that might help you or, or even the organizer ask questions ahead of time, but, you know, be prepared and be prepared for sometimes having to be a little pushy. I mean, it's okay to be pushy as a patient. It's, it's, you know, be nice. But it's okay to have to push sometimes and just say, wait a minute, I have something to say, or could I add to this? Or I, you know, basically we've heard from all of you, but you know, we haven't really heard from the patient's point of view or from the patient's point of view. You know, our point of view might be a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 you know, I, I love that because you know, some people, you know, when we're entering that space, right, everybody, we want to be as professional as possible. But I think you've given a little bit of pushback, right? Because oftentimes, like you said before, what's important to me may not be important to that hospital system or research team. So I may have to push a little bit in a nice, you know, smile, my Southern way, (laughs) which I've had to do many, many times. But I think it's okay to be a little assertive in the space because a lot of times it changes the narrative. I know a couple projects that I was involved in. It was very different when we started. And once we kind of like ripped the Band-Aid off in in a sense, it totally changed the direction of the the project. It it changed the the conversation, the tone. So, you know, yeah, I I, I second that, Rosie. It's okay to be a little pushy and and not to feel bad about it either. (laughs) Right. It's it's how you push and 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 the fact that, you know, they they've asked you to be on this panel. They look at you as being a person who has a voice and has been able to share their voice, you know. And so if they've asked you to be on the panel, then then they should expect that you're going to share your voice at the same level as they are. You know, mm-hmm. um, they, they all, you know, they all can push each other pretty easily. So it's OK for us to sometimes, you know, like find our way into the group. And I have strong friendships with some of the people on these panels, you know, because of the fact that, you know, as we got to know each other, we realized that we we all want the same thing, but sometimes mm-hmm. harder for them to understand how it is to feel, to be that patient or to be the patient who's really struggling and, and trying to find a way to be heard. And mm-hmm. so they have to sometimes realize that you know, if I'm speaking up, I'm not speaking up just for Rosie Bartel. I'm speaking up for every patient out there who needs their voice heard. Absolutely. And, you know, the other the other piece of this, and, and I'm just thinking about all the many different experiences that I've had when you talked about friendships. And I've been asked, you know, from one project, you know, the team may be shifting their focus on another and been asked to join to those other projects. So, you know, don't be surprised if once you get your feet wet in this measurement work, 
that others won't be pulling at your feet to join theirs as well, because I think there's a huge misconception in the work. You know, and, and I've been asked this many times by measurement development teams and research teams. They feel like they're burdening the patients when they ask them to get involved in the work. And I always tell them that is the furthest thing from the truth. You know, I know for me and many of my peers, and I don't know about you, Rosie, but I feel honored to be a part of the work. What about you? I agree. I feel very honored to be a part of the work. I always feel honored to be asked to the table. And I feel honored when they they view me as being someone who has some knowledge in an area, you know, be it um, infectious, be it sepsis, be it, you know, uh, joint replacements, you know, pain management. I've, I've been asked to the table for lots of different things. And I'm a firm believer as you ask the people who really have already been involved, who want to be more involved and who are busy, you know, the, mm -hmm. Busy people are the people who want to stay involved and stay current and stay busy. I, you know, I, I don't want a new person on every panel. I think some consistency and some people moving from panel to panel builds um, some consistency among the patient's voice and, and, mm -hmm. and among um, what, you know, those problems and, and, will look like what those patient related outcomes will look like what those mm -hmm. measures will look like in the end you know? yeah and you know too and when you talk about that continuity you know I, and i'm just thinking about my peers in this space it's almost like this unspoken camaraderie right so i know if i come across something that may be unclear to me or maybe i, I want to get you know just another kind of insight i'll reach out to my peers that i know that are working in this measurement space understand the language so all that is you jump into this work that you have peers, like a community of peers that can assist you, help you, guide you along the way without, you know, feeling the burden of you. Oh, I don't want to call so-and-so to ask. Ask around. I mean, patients, we are willing to not only help the healthcare system, but each other as well. Right. And we also know what patients are really passionate about what issues. And so mm -hmm. we put them direct them to a patient that they may not know about. So, yeah. you know, we've, you know, you and I and, and a lot of patients have developed relationships among patients across the country who are passionate about the work and measurement and passionate about how, you know, of what the outcome is going to look like down the, you know, I, I keep thinking, what is this going to look like 10 years from now? You know, yeah. You know, I've seen lots of changes in the last 10 years in medicine and, and, and lots of them for the good. And I'm hoping to see a lot more changes in the next 10 years. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? With change, the only way to continue to change, I think, and grow in the positive is to get involved. And I always tell people, you know, and this is just in life in general, you know, we can sit around and point our finger and say, oh, that's wrong, and this is wrong, and that is wrong, and complain, complain, complain. But unless we get off our butts and, and jump in and, and partner and collaborate and try to come up with solutions, nothing's going to change. And you'll be 10 years later still pointing your finger and complaining. So, you know, I just appreciate all the patients, advocates, and partners out there that are doing the work, you know, and tirelessly, you know, fighting the good fight you know, so to speak, so that we can keep driving our healthcare systems 
in a more positive direction. You know, so I, I, I share your sentiment in that. So for those listening, you know, we have many different patients listening and um, different people in the space in healthcare. Maybe they aren't that um, comfortable, you know, working in the measurement space. What tips, if you could say, I would say a couple tips just off the top of your head, what tips could you share with those patients that are kind of nudging their feet in the pool, but kind of pulling back? nudging their feet in the pool and pulling back. What tips could you give them so they could just jump right in that pool? I would say one of the things is connect with someone who has stuck their foot in all the way and is is swimming up. You know, connect with somebody who could be a mentor. You know, um, I'm always willing to talk to other people. I always talk about um, Libby Hoy and her group. I mean, they're doing lots of work in measurement, Um, the Patient Family Advisory Network. There's lots of people in that group who are interested in measurement. And I think that's an important group to connect with. I, 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 you know, I, I think there's groups out there, but, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help and say, you know, I want to get involved in this measurement, but I'm not real sure about it. What? Mm -hmm. Advice could you give me? What could you help me? What could I read? What could I look at? You know. Yeah, you know, and it, it's all about, you know, I'm a big advocate for peer-to-peer support. That is a wonderful tip, and and a tip that honestly I've used through the years. And again, I offer our listeners that are tuning in, if you are interested in getting involved in measurement work and not quite sure how to start, where to start, reach out to me. You know, we at Patient Partner Innovation Community, we are here to connect you guys with those opportunities. And if you're not ready to be connected, we can prepare you so that you are ready to be connected to that measurement work. So wherever you are in the space, we can kind of help you along the way. Well, Rosie, this has been a wonderful conversation. I so appreciate you joining. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before I let you go? I just wanted to thank everyone for listening. And don't be afraid of measurement. It's it's not going to bite you. It really isn't. It's, it's <laughs> an area of growth. And, you know, you're going to find out that you can make a difference through measurement. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the whole point, Rosie. We, I couldn't have said it better myself, making a difference. Um, you know, collaboration drives change, guys. So get involved, stay engaged. So we couldn't leave without thanking our wonderful partners and uh, sponsors in this work, Dr. Natasha Washington at ATW Health Solutions. We thank you as always. And I know you guys are waiting for that word of the day. The words of the day are quality measures. So remember, the word of the day is quality measures. So thank you again, Rosie. This has been a wonderful conversation, and I hope to talk to you real soon. Thank you, Desiree. Talk to you soon. You're welcome. And as always, guys, don't remember, be engaged. Follow the PPIC community online at atwhealth.com.